here's how some of the best guys in the business are doing it. So what you're telling me is, is I probably need to start on cleaning up some of my stuff that I don't use. <laughs> gonna be like, what the hell is this? I haven't used that in months. <laughs> yeah, when we do the blueprint, we'll have to sit down and make sure we got all the doors and windows in the right place. Yeah, really. Because um, I got some cleaning up to do. I got a bunch of automations that aren't even activated anymore. So uh, because they were tied to my contacts and now we're using jobs. Welcome to My Fence Life's bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day. Dan and Cannon share their phone conversations with each other and conversations with industry leaders and fencers to find out about their day. There's no telling what you'll hear them talking about. And if you'd like to be a guest, a sponsor, or do a recorded call, go to MyFenceLife.com and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. Today's podcast is sponsored by Expert Stain and Seal, the only odor-free, self-leveling, no-back-brushing stain and seal on the market. RealGoodStain.com. Hello. Dan, Mark Olson. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Is this seven-foot-tall Mark Olson or is this flip-flop Mark Olson? Oh, this is the big one. (laughs) <laughs> and, hey, first of all, apologies. Last time you and I tried to have a conversation, uh, you were on the show, and I was on the beach down in Cabo San Lucas with our JNSS meeting with the other Mark Olson, and the uh, service was horrible, and we couldn't really carry on that phone call, so I wanted to make sure that I got back to you and followed up with you um, now that I'm back in the office and we're kind of trying to get some stuff wrapped up for the holidays, man. So did flip-flop Mark Olson have on flip-flops in Cabo? Flip-flop Mark Wilson did have on flip-flops. Sean King was down there as well. We had quite the crew, so it was a good time. Yeah, man, we're getting ready to have Sean King on, but this show is going to air long after that. But Sean is up at uh, Cannons doing a training. So while he's there, we're going to get him on the show, and we're going to be talking about budgeting and all kinds of stuff, man. So. Good, good. I mean, he's got a retreat coming up in uh, in Gatlinburg in January, and we're going to be part of that, so. Yeah, I saw that online. I saw that online. So what's going on, man? Catch me up. Well, man, I'll tell you, we got a lot of stuff going on here. And, um, you know, every day we come to work trying to figure out how we can be better for our partners. And in full disclosure, we have not done as good a job in our support mechanism as we've needed to. Um, we, we brought in a new leader of that team last year with the hopes that, um, the years of experience they had would kind of turn that around for us. And it just really didn't happen. And so, um, we've been as an executive team kind of around the table going, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? And one of the big components of fixing, um, support specifically product support is that connection to product, right? And so what we ended up doing is we ended up promoting our vice president of product to a COO role. And so now Johnny Waddell on our team, who's, he's an absolute rock star and you know what we've done with product last in the last year. I mean, she shipped, I don't know, 400 different product improvements during the year last year. And we're bringing him uh, into a place where he's now going to own both product and support because we think that they're really well, you know, they're, they're connected. Right. If, if if our support team and our product team aren't aligned, 
then there's naturally a gap uh, that the customer sometimes falls in and the customer feels. And so we think that aligning those two teams under him are, are going to make a, a world of difference. And we're, we're really, really committed to fixing it. And we were committed to it last year, but we, our first try just didn't work out the way we wanted. And you know, that's how business is sometimes. Like you, you, you make a plan and you go out and execute and then you look at the results and if the results aren't what you want, then you got to iterate. So you got to go back to the drawing board and make adjustments. And that's what we're in right now. And, but I'm really confident about going into next year, having Johnny running both of those teams that, um, that we're going to be better for our customers next year. Yeah. So I think that's, that's pretty humble, man. Cause how many, how many fence guys out there, how many people out there, period, Hey, this is going to be our process. This is going to be our procedure. We're going to go out there and kill it, and they got to go back to the drawing board. So I don't think there's many people out there listening that can't uh, understand that or haven't been there, you know? So I get it, man. Which you t- never get it 100% right on the first – well, it's not even the first time. Like, it's, business is all about testing and iterating and improving, right? And as soon as you think I'm done, I've got it, then you're not delivering somewhere for somebody. And so it's just all about us trying to come to work every day and be better. Yeah, I mean, and I can't tell you how many times it's like, all right, we got this figured out. And literally, we've been doing fencing a certain way for about a year now. And we had a meeting last Monday because we had Monday morning meetings. And the guy's like, hey, I think if we do this, this, and this, it's going to be better because that's how we've been doing it. And one of the guys on the other crew was like, yeah, I had to work with them the other day and was like, man, we need to start doing that. And here we are. I thought we had it all figured out. So yeah, I get it. I get it, man. I get it. So what else you got going on? So, so basically what you're saying is, is the product and support are together, which product and support are coming together under one leader and leadership team. And, um, they'll work a lot more closely together so that we make sure that we're supporting the product to the customer in the best way. And then also getting the right feedback from the customer to the product team to make it better. So who better than to be part of your support than the product team, in my opinion, because they know the product. So yeah, for sure. For sure. And just because somebody knows the product doesn't mean that transcends to everybody who's on the phone helping your customer. Right. Uh So so we're pretty uh, we're pretty optimistic about what that's going to do for us. Yeah, well, that's good news, man. That really is. So, what else you got going on over there, at Job Nemesis? Anything new? Uh, you know, we continue to evolve, engage, and um, it continues to get better and better. And we're getting a lot more customers on it. And you know, as people get into engage, like that sort of started off with, well, how can I communicate with my customers better right um one of the things we're finding is that offices are figuring out it's making their teams more efficient too because if you think about job going through the process and you've got a bunch of notification spots maybe a job changes statuses right and on that status change a bunch of people are notified well in the past it was all email notification right and so your production guys or your sales guys or whatever, and they might have a list of all these notifications that sort of just become wallpaper because there's so many of them. But we've got a lot of um, companies that we're helping now set up notifications via text to their own employees, not just the customer, so that if a job changes status from one status to the next, all the people internally that need to know, they're going to get a little text on their phone. 
and we're seeing much better um, traction with uh, that knowledge share than just sort of going into a big email queue. And so that's one of the best practices that's that's going on right now. So if you're out in the field, right, and you're not sitting in front of your email all day, a quick little text. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you can scroll through those later in the day when you sit down to do whatever you got to do, take a break at lunch, whatever the case might be. Right. But it's just that little mental tickle is like, oh, that job closed. So now I need to do my thing on that job. So it's it's sort of in my brain now versus it's in the email box that I may or may not get to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, man. I haven't been using that option because we're in front of our computers all day. So, yeah. you know, we get a notification in our email. Uh, we do the at, we add each other a lot in the notes. Yep. Uh, yep. So then that way we get an email saying you've been mentioned and, um, you know, and then we use task because of task. But your sales guys are out in the field, your production guys are out in the field and all right. of those at mentions are just stacking up in an email box. Exactly. And when they come sit down, maybe at the end of the day or they get home and they're tired and they don't look at it, whatever it is, you know, that stuff is harder to surface than if you just give them a little text tickle. So um, we're really excited about uh, the way offices and be able to improve their processes doing that stuff. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I just took, um, I know Sean King is, has signed on with y'all and he's starting yeah. to use your system. And Sean hit me up. He's like, man, I got to figure these automations out. I don't have a clue on, you know, how I should follow up, how I should do things. So I now have Sean in my workflow and he's constantly getting text messages, text messages. And yeah. whenever I have a touch where my assistant actually is going to call or I'm just starting to get those ringless voicemails down, they're kind of tricky, but I'm working yeah. on them. I'll go ahead and text Sean. Hey, Sean, today you would have got a phone call from my assistant following up with you because you've been in this for 10 days. So I'm trying to give him a map of how we're doing it, and I'm sure he's going to take it to the next level. The guys, Yeah, you know, we, Sean actually also had one of our professional services guys come out to his office for three days and sit down and kind of diagram his process and understand the way Sean's doing his workflows and stuff to help us jumpstart all that kind of stuff and help him jumpstart it because you know sometimes unless you sit down and map it all out you like it's really easy to skip steps and and not get all the automations you need or all the notifications you need and stuff so um yeah he's 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 drowning in execution right now (laughs) well he's drowning in automations because he's getting a text message and an email from a status and then i'm like all right man i'm moving you to this status this is what happens when this happens bump and i drop him man and he starts getting emails and texts so hopefully that's helping him and uh hey uh let me tell you about one other thing that um so as part of our executive planning meeting um that we did last week uh we talked about the need for blueprints not just for an industry but for specific people in industry like like let's take for you for instance you know you have this podcast and you're continuing to educate fencing uh professionals on how you do things and how they can do things and so forth um wouldn't it be cool if we had a dan the fence king blueprint that was just like if you want to do things how dan does this is the way you can do it right right and it's a blueprint that just shows them exactly what to do um rather than them having to try to pick it out piece by piece um, as you talk you know, on your podcast and stuff, or as you, you know, one-on-one advise people. So I think we're going to make some investments into blueprints next year 
where we can not give somebody just industry specific suggestions, but sort of opinion leader suggestions. Like here's how some of the best guys in the business are doing it. So what you're telling me is, is I probably need to start on cleaning up some of my stuff that I don't use. <laughs> gonna be like, what the hell is this? I haven't used that in months. <laughs> yeah, when we do the blueprint, we'll have to sit down and make sure we got all the doors and windows in the right place. Yeah, really. Because um, I got some cleaning up to do. I got a bunch of automations that aren't even activated anymore. So uh, because they were tied to my contacts and now we're using jobs. But yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So it's man. the same. It's the same discussion we're having about support, right? It's like you start somewhere, and you kind of think you have it figured out, and then you realize that there's a better way to do it, and a better way to do it. You just keep iterating, keep iterating, and after a bunch of iterations, you got some stuff that like originally you thought was the magic bullet, but it wasn't. So clean it out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's a good idea, though, man. I think that really is because. You know, I was sitting down with uh, Nathan Downs, which, by the way, he's starting his uh, podcast. That's yeah, gonna be, I saw that. It's going to be more he, about... He, he and Joe Everest were going to be uh, on together, like, this week, I think. Yeah, they were. They were. He's going to be more focused on automation, operators, right? access control. Sure. It's kind of a different... That's kind of his specialty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a real tech guy. Yeah. Well, I was talking with him. And I was like, well, this is what my workflow is. Boom, 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 boom. And he's like, oh, man, I didn't think about that. I was like, look, you micromanage it. And then you'll start realizing, I don't need that. Take that out. I don't need that status. Yeah. Take it out. Yeah. I'd rather have too many in there when I first start than not enough. Because then you don't have anywhere to put somebody. You know? Yeah, it's better, it's better to pair back than miss something because you were trying to be, you know, you're trying to be too efficient in the first place. Yeah, my assistant will be like, look, we really don't need this column. We really don't use it. Okay, let's get rid of it. And then yeah. you start tweaking it, tweaking it. I was thinking about um, over the holidays, cleaning up my boards and getting things situated and then maybe doing some screen recordings and putting them on my fence life and just going through and maybe moving a card that is Dan Blanc, moving it through. Hey, we put this guy here. We put this here. Now that he's here, you know, split the screen in half and show the automations. Now he's going to get a text here, 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 you know. Yeah, but be cool. Uh, and kind of do a little bit more. Like, kind of like the beginnings of your blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of give some people some ideas to just give them something to start building on and get their creative juices working, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, man, how was, how was Cabo, bro? You know what? Kaba was amazing. And you don't really understand the magic of what happens um, there unless you're there. And I'll tell you by magic, I really mean like there's just some special things that come out of putting a bunch of contractors together that, that can talk to each other and can have some guidance uh, around certain topics and can learn and discover how our system can improve it. But I, I think one of the, the very favorite things, the changes we made this year was, you know, we knew that um, people don't like sitting in a, in a hotel meeting room all day, right? And so we forced some of our education sessions out of the classroom and into the swimming pool. So we literally, <laughs> we, we, de we reserved two swimming pools and we had hour-long kind of discussion 
mastermind sessions going on in, in each of the pools. And we did that um, three times during the afternoon for two days. So we had a total of six different sessions going on in the pools and people loved it. People came out, just kind of sat on the edge or sat in a lawn chair or a pool chair. And our moderators were either in the pool or on the side. Everybody got out in the sun. Um, so they were sort of enjoying a little bit of a break, but still had the business, uh, had the business brain going and people absolutely loved it. it. went really, really well. So I think we'll do that going forward. And, um, but again, you know, I talk about the magic, just bringing a bunch of contractors together that that feel each other's, you know, pain and, and can celebrate each other's success and can just make each other a little bit better. It's it's, it's special. It really is. Well, man, that's how it is when we go to Fence Tech or, yeah. you know, we go to an AFA event. I went up to Nebraska yeah. to Matt Warner's place, and that's where I met Nathan, hung out with Sean, hung out with, you know, Mark Olson and, and all those guys. and you get to talking and it's funny how somebody will say something. You'd be like, Man, I never thought about it like that. You know? Well, we, and it, we can just be better with the company we keep. Right. I yeah. mean, if we just listen to each other, like there's some powerful minds in the fencing industry and bringing them all together and letting them share with each other. And, and honestly, like there was also some learnings from like fencing guys learning from roofing guys and roofing guys learning from fencing guys, because there's just a little bit different take on the business. And they're like, wait a minute, I could apply that to fencing. And uh, so it was really cool. It was, it was a good it was a good time. It's a good event. And uh, hope hope you can join us next year. I know you had some conference no, this year. I'm definitely going to make it this year. We got to get you this year. This year coming. I'm definitely going to make it. So, man, I'm excited about this blueprint thing because, you know, I'd like to see what some other people are doing and how they're working it. You know, I got a friend of mine that went to work for another company that has job nimbus and he was telling me some things that they do and i was like man that's a great idea you know um what we started doing was my guys kept forgetting to figure a dumpster on a job after so many foot of fence so that way we don't have to haul it off yeah so we put the dumpster in the template and made the quantity a thousand okay so now right off the bat Let's just say the dumpster costs five hundred dollars. Yeah. The quote total is five hundred thousand dollars. Well, obviously, right? It's not gonna be five hundred thousand dollars. So when they're doing a the quote, when they look down at the bottom, like, oh shit, why is this quote, you know, five hundred and thirteen thousand dollars? Well, that's because you didn't clear out the dumpster. Do you need one or not? Yeah. And it's worked great. We haven't missed a single add in a dumpster to a project yet. Because we've done that, and when they look at the total, like, wait a second, all right, I missed something. And they go back and review it. Oh, let me zero out this dumpster. I don't need it. You know, I just need one. That's the power of putting automation into your estimates, your your forms, all that kind of stuff. Is you make you can make everybody your best estimator. You can make everybody your best whatever it is that they do by giving them the map to make sure that they do it the same time the right way every time yeah so just that one little little thing that he told me about what they do where he's at is completely changed the way we do things just one little yeah. simple conversation you know well look man it was great talking to you it's been tough to get a hold of you it's taken what a week or two since you've been it's back been, to- 
Get yeah, man, I've been like drowning, but um, I'm back. I'm trying to get some stuff buttoned up for the holidays so we can uh, have a, a, a few days off, and then we we hit the road running uh, January 3rd, man. We're back at it. Yeah, man. Well, look, tell everybody over there and say hello. By the way, Tyler, he's been doing really great for me, man. I appreciate you getting me hooked up with him. And yeah, you got it, man. He's a rock star. Yeah, let Ben know I said hello. All right, man. Merry Christmas. Hey, same to you, buddy. See you, man. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor, and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control, and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software this side of the Mississippi. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal Shut It Badass Hinge. And Benji with CleverFox.online. Helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at MyFenceLife. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. (laughs) 